0: Welcome to Pop Shield. I'm Dan, and uh, like we said at the end of last episode, uh, we've all got stuff going on for the holidays, traveling, and uh, all that sort of nonsense, so we're bringing you an old review from our old podcast, Metaphoric Music. Uh, This is a review of Princess Purple Rain. We thought you'd enjoy it after our review of uh, 1999, uh, last episode. Go ahead and check that out if you haven't yet. So here you go. It's our review of Princess Purple Rain, uh, back from 2017, I believe. Enjoy.
1: First review this week, Prince, Purple Rain. Just to remind you, on Pitchfork Reviews, things, they review them on a 0-10 to scale, somewhere on 8.2 or 8.3. They give it a BNM if it's a new release, or a BNR if it's a reissue of an old album, anthology, greatest hits, something like that. So, Darren, what do we got first? Right. Uh, Prince and the Revolution, Purple Rain Deluxe
2: Expanded Edition, which was reissued by Warner Brothers, and on Monday, got a perfect 10 BNR in a review by Brad Nelson little bit of background on this huge album. Uh, Prince was n- notoriously protective over his, his music and very resistant to remasters and deluxe reissues of his albums. One might actually assume that we are only getting this new deluxe remaster of Purple Rain because of Prince's death, but in fact, Prince himself oversaw this entire project shortly before his death. Uh, he had struck a deal with Warner Brothers, right, and uh, got his... Got, like, the rights back to his music, which is... Yeah, they'll give him the
1: rights back if he, uh, you know, reissues them and (laughs) gives them all the money he's been robbing from them all this time.
2: Naturally, uh, the the entire music world is thrilled to hear this 1984 classic in new and improved form, but equally exciting are the two discs of bonus material. One collects all of his singles from the era, but the other is all previously unreleased material from the legendary Prince Vaults. We want to handle this... special record a little differently than usual by breaking it down track by track and saving a little time to discuss that bonus material. We're guessing background information is pretty unnecessary here, but just in case, here is the short version. Purple Rain is Prince's sixth studio album, actually the first to feature his backing band The Revolution, and the soundtrack to an iconic 1984 film of the same name, which of course starred Prince in his very first acting role. Together with the film, this phenomenally successful album took Prince from semi-obscurity to true superstardom overnight. Before Purple Rain, Prince was seen as a little more than a extra funky urban novelty act, to quote Pitchfork's review. But after he was challenging Michael Jackson and Madonna for king/queen of pop status, honestly, we could have just given him both, and his <laughs> reputation as one of the boldest innovators in music and pop culture in general has remained indisputable. So before we get into the tracks, what is your history with this album, Purple Rain?
0: Uh, I mean obviously you know this this is a, this is a huge one and and we talked Prince uh, a bit um when he passed away right after uh, he died yeah. yeah yeah uh that was over that was a year ago uh but uh yeah uh, so obviously yeah. obviously uh
1: familiar with Purple Rain uh love Prince love the album uh what about you Gabe? Yeah this is like a big one for me personally I mean I, I I went through this thing it was a long thing where I was like very resistant to 80s music especially like 80s pop um I was irrationally angry, and I guess I still kind of am, about like the poor sound quality of everything released in the '80s, yeah. uh, which is part of why this remaster is so exciting to me. But um, yeah, I don't know. There's something about like the '80s. It was just seemed like the worst decade ever. And then I got a little <laughs> smarter and realized there was all this cool underground shit. But when I finally got to this, you know, decided to dabble, I think I almost started with Prince, and um, you know, this record just fucking blew me away. Like it was so weird because I knew stuff like you know when doves cry and stuff like that i knew the the tunes or like purple rain is like these corny kind of over-the-top things but then they just like sucked me in completely and um i don't know i've just been like in love with them ever since what about uh you darren yeah i mean i i too
2: have a pretty long personal history with prince and purple rain to be specific um i think you know to me, as a kid, I think Prince... I sort of always considered him to be very similar to Michael Jackson in the sense of just knowing, mm-hmm. like, the radio hits and stuff. Um Never really got into his albums until a little bit later. But when I did, I mean, Purple Rain was just, like, mind-blowing. I mean, there, were, there was really no other way, I guess, to describe it. Um And it's just... It still remains as something that is so uniquely Prince or just him yeah. as an artist. Like, there's just no one has ever matched or probably will ever come close to kind of like what he accomplished with, with this record.
1: And we should mention that, uh, maybe we mentioned it on the last time we talked about Prince, but, uh, me and you, Darren, we, uh, performed as Prince in the revolution (laughs) at our like high school. They do this blast from the past type of thing. And, uh, we, we played it. We properly played purple rain. In
0: fact, one of the like first posts on our Instagram, uh, at metaphoric music is, is you guys dressed up, uh, for (laughs) that, for that
2: show. Yeah. I really need to dig into the archives,
1: maybe our own vault per se. And,
2: uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And bring the video out, get post it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all
1: right, we'll we'll repost those pictures. But yeah, we were in full full get up, uh, which we got entirely from thrift stores. So uh, yeah, it was a good time. Have either of you
0: guys seen the movie? I've seen it like on TV, like on VH1. Uh, yeah. I don't think I've ever <laughs> like seen the whole thing at once though, but I, I've seen like most of it on VH1. Yeah,
1: that's how I feel. I was like trying to remember this week like the movie and i'm wondering like if i ever even saw the whole thing because i feel like it was just on uh, vh1 a lot and i like would watch parts of it a lot and um i don't know and that was still a long time ago so i really don't remember weren't you like a little more into it darren yeah i've actually seen the movie uh,
2: a couple of times um it's been a it's been a while but I i definitely remember thinking that prince was like extremely short Which, I mean, it's obviously true, but he's, like, very short in the movie as well, because I think the girl that he's after is, like, either just as tall or maybe taller than him. I take Um, offense to this, (laughs) but... But his, uh, the stage performances, uh, are definitely, like, a fond memory. I mean, those are pretty, pretty Mm. cool, for sure. His acting, though, I I don't know. (laughs) He's a little little to be desired, I guess. (laughs) I just looked it up. I'm actually two inches taller than Prince,
0: so... Wow. (laughs) You shouldn't have admitted that on air. Yeah. Really Hey,
1: anyone I can be taller than, I'll take it. <laughs> He's going to add that to his own little personal. <laughs> He's two inches taller than a man who has had more sex than any other human being. On this yeah, show. that's good. That's good. There you go. Not bad. Not bad. <laughs> All right. Should we start breaking it down? Yeah. Let's do it. Let's go crazy. Track one. <laughs> I guess we should try to describe the sound of this track. That I mean, it is hard to to describe things like this. You
0: know, we we talked about it uh, with Sgt. Pepper and OK Computer. These things that you just kind of assume everyone knows, right. and it's it's like so important that it, it's hard to pretend it doesn't exist to, to talk about it. But I, I think let's go crazy in particular. That that would always it kind of like it sounds like a concert or like a like a party to me. Like, yeah, I think uh. maybe his like speech at the at the beginning it's kind of i've always like i've never you know i don't remember the movie well but uh i've always felt it feels like him coming out and like saying that and then you know the band kicking up but that this one's like a real like uh like party kind of try i mean you know the title let's go crazy i I think it's a super fitting title
2: yeah i mean i think it's one of the best intro songs probably ever um yeah i'll agree with that one of the things I, i love about this album is how you know tidy it it just feels like so well put together you know like this is like a great intro song like it, it wouldn't it wouldn't go well anywhere else on the album you know other mm-hmm, than the right. very beginning and it's just such a great way to like introduce you into this world like it just you're immediately sucked in and he kind of like never lets go um you know until until the very end
1: yeah i mean i think like what makes it so amazing right is that sort of the the story of the movie in a way the story of prince in real life at this time is that he's like got aspirations to be like a superstar. Like he's like this transcendent Mm -hmm. genius, but he's just not on top. And um, he's like fulfilling it. Like when you listen to this album, you're hearing him fulfill it like in real time. And, you know, just the confidence of coming out with this song, right? Like coming out first with this song, it like just sounds like a superstar. Like he's just carrying himself that way. And, you know, it's wild that it starts off with, like, this weird eulogy or something, like, to life and da, da 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 But then, and that's just so Prince. But when it kicks off, I mean, I think that Prince was aware. Pitchworks Review goes into this a little bit. But, like, he was really aware of what was big at the time, which was stuff like Springsteen. You know, this, this record came out the same year as Springsteen's, like, Born in the USA and stuff like that. Um And this it's almost like prince was hesitant to do that but was like all right you guys want some like fucking springsteen-esque rockers like i can do that better and it's got that classic Mm -hmm. like almost springsteen like you know like the way he he kind of does his riffs it always reminds me of um i mean i just feel so much like this is genuine determination to take over the world and him accomplishing it like you get to hear that happen
2: yeah it's almost hard to believe that uh you know you would describe Prince as like semi-obscure um before right. this album because it's it, it's it just, a weird thing to think about. Yeah, it just sounds like he is already the biggest name in music when he when you come right, out with something right. like this. And it's just such a such a great like party song, you know? I mean it really sets the moon. It sets the mood, I should say.
1: Do <laughs> you guys agree with me about like the Springsteen comparison? I mean I, I seriously feel like he's he was like looking around like what do I gotta do to be a superstar right now? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I can I can see that. I, I never
0: really Thought of it myself, I'm not a huge Springsteen fan or anything, but uh yeah, I could see that. And um I, I think you're I think you're right. You know, he wanted to take over, and the way to do that is do what other people are you know, the the other people on top do what they're doing and then do it better. Right, right. And he shreds on this fucking song. Yeah, right. I think that's something I think we've talked about this before, but that's something like people forget about Prince is that like he is like the best guitar player ever you know like you don't think of that when you think of Prince you don't you don't think yeah. guitar i don't i don't think but uh you know he'll surprise you
2: well and i mean he, i don't think he lets like the guitar like dominate a- any song really it's kind of just um whenever he feels like adding it in there he does something incredible on it. and i i would say that like with this remaster my god it sounds like so much better like i know it just comes I, I was through. thinking
1: like if like a lot of people don't recognize how great of a guitar player prince is because his records sound like so thin and shitty but right you know now that it's being remastered it's like just the guitar is incredible like the crunch of the main riff of this song is awesome and and again like i feel like he's just like all right you you fuckers like van halen or whatever i can do this way better like he's just <laughs> owning this he's owning the 80s it's crazy yeah really all right should we uh, any other comments on let's go crazy or should we keep trudging along here
0: now we should uh, probably keep trudging along or we're going to
2: a four-hour podcast <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right take me with you what, what
2: how would we describe the sound of this one this one sounds you know a lot more i guess like pop radio friendly i guess um okay definitely heavy with like the synth synthesizers mm-hmm. um obviously like a real kind of like bubbly love song um yeah, it's-, it's obviously in the movie it's it's used as like i don't know some sort of dating sequence if i remember correctly. right um one of my, it was one of my early favorites, actually. Oh, was that? Um, I think I was just really attracted to the. It, it, it was like Prince's, like, perfect poppy love song. Cause, you know, a lot of his other songs, he'll, he'll, you know, Pitchfork mentions that a lot of like contradictions and, you know, mixed mix yeah, emotions yeah. and different things. Um, this one kind of just stays on the lighter, you know, happier side, I guess.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you. This, this one kind of sounds like, uh, a, a radio hit what was this what a hit even though i think most of the songs were yeah pretty big hits.
1: actually it was, i think you're it was right huge. yeah
0: but uh yeah it, it's got that kind of feeling with it i love the uh and you can hear them way better in the uh in this remaster um those like little finger symbols that like happened yeah, yeah, the whole yeah. time that's a it's like a neat little <laughs> addition really like the first time i listened to it uh the, the yeah, remaster i was like what the f- fuck is that noise i don't think i'd ever yeah. noticed
2: that before Dan always always noticing uh yeah those so. little <laughs>
1: autistic things um, i liked it though yeah no it is great but i don't know i mean it's it's a good example of like the weird psychedelia that runs through this whole record and the coolest part about this song to me is like the acoustic guitar so it's like this you know lush like synthy like bouncy thing but there's you know, kind of like a—I don't know—it just sounds like who would ever think to put an acoustic guitar on a song like this? Um, yeah, and it's got like sort of a full, like sort of rich, deep, like chord sound to it. Like the chord he's playing is not—it's not like just a power chord of C or whatever you know key the song is in. It's like this, like I don't know, kind of moody chord, and then those little like you know finger picky parts, like little don't It's like a weird twang. I mean just combining like these lush synths with, and of course like Prince is like sort of in the background vocally here. It's right. like mm-hmm. more of um, Apollonia's song or whatever, but it sounds like sort of a bunch of girls. And um, you know, I, I, the combination of like this weird folksy, twangy acoustic guitar with like these lush synths and these like girl group vocals. I mean, it's so psychedelic. It would fit on Sgt. Peppers or something. <laughs>
0: yeah, this, this, that one definitely has like the uh, psychedelic twinge uh tinge to it uh which i think is goes with your point of uh you know like you said earlier gabe with let's go crazy like him just taking things uh and doing them much better than other people were doing them at the time
2: yeah i mean and i think this is also a testament to just prince prince as an artist like i you know i'm sure that the revolution contributed like ideas and and thoughts but it to me like this is you know prince as the architect you know kind of Putting all this together. And when you read things like he he had like a hundred songs or something prepared for Purple Rain. Right. The right. fact that these nine, you know, and I, you know, I don't mean to talk about all the other songs, but like every song just seems like it was handled so preciously and so, you know, perfect. I know. And with such perfection, you know what I mean? Like he, he really intended to let me like write the best, most perfect like pop record, you know, like no, there's no... Uh, yeah. I don't know. It just doesn't seem like he ever go- goes off the rails. Like, everything is, like, perfectly thought out. You know
1: what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. And it's, like... But it's so weird because, you know, like, on the previous song, Let's Go Crazy, it's, like... You know, it's kind of a rocker, but it's it's done in, like, a very Prince way with, like, very, like, strange Prince aspects to it. So it's not just, like, a straight-up Springsteen meets Van Halen thing. But, um, you know, it's just awesome that he's, like, I don't know, switching to, like, this weird psychedelic thing i don't know he's just like so into like arrangements and so yeah, yeah speaking of all that you know i guess we move on to the beautiful ones um i guess the reason we're going song by song kind of is because every song in here is so different from each right. other i mean to describe the sound of purple rain would be like as an, as an album would be damn near impossible uh in fact Pitchworks review makes some good comments about how like it doesn't even mix genres it just like is away it doesn't have anything to do with genre it's like free from any restraints (laughs) of genre
2: um well i mean it's almost it's almost like a genre in and of itself i mean right like if i'm referencing prince or like another artist sounds like prince i'm probably referencing purple rain in some way you know what i mean Mm
1: -hmm. yeah and like i you know when i say like let's go crazy sounds like these other artists kind of like not really just sounds like prince doing that but it sounds like it's not or you couldn't classify it as like a springsteen type rocker you couldn't classify anything here very easily so easier to take it song by song and the beautiful ones um we talked about this before as we the way we did the prince tribute was we each picked like a favorite track and this was darren's favorite track um yep. so we should go through it again maybe our feelings have changed in the last year but um <laughs> you know this this is one of the songs along with darling nikki and when doves cry the prince actually literally plays every single instrument on which i didn't know before wow that's uh pretty damn impressive. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> he also did so live, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How do we describe the sound of this song?
2: So this one slows things down. Um tempo wise. Um you know, Prince gets a, even a little more, I guess, sensual uh than he does in in uh the previous song. However, this one right. kind of gets a little bit darker, I guess, in its in some of yeah. its themes. You know, would you add anything to to that, Dan?
0: Uh, no, I, th- I think that's a pretty good uh, description. It, it really, like, builds up, too. You know, it, it starts out real yeah. slow, and then the intensity just, like, you know, builds and builds. And I feel like that's kind of... This is kind of your first, like, real... Uh, you're really getting into the album at, at this point. And, and, yeah, th- right. and this song is just... I mean, you know, it, they're all great on this record, but, but this one is just... Uh, a little extra great especially um i didn't know what you had just said either gabe that uh he he played everything on uh this one but i I think this song is you know we just talked about how uh you know people sound like prince and and whatnot this is a song like of montreal i think owes uh when when he when kevin stopped ripping off the beatles i think he started (laughs) ripping off the beautiful ones you know there's so many like songs that you know he does like this exact same uh kind of kind of build up and and that that like sing sing talk thing you know which uh prince does in this one and and does it fantastic
1: yeah and pitchfork's review makes a good point right so it's like yeah it's like this ballad and then you know he sort of like explodes with like passion mm-hmm. when he's mm-hmm. talking about like you know do you want him or do you want me um because i want you thing and um Pitchfork's review talks about, like, again, with this whole theme of, like, this is a guy who just, just, he literally decided to be a superstar. He's like, I'm tired of not being a superstar. I'll just do that (laughs) today. And, um, you know, you can almost think of it as like him also screaming at just like popular culture or something. Like, um, do you want these other artists or do you want me or something like that? I mean, (laughs) I don't think it's totally outside the realm of possibility that's also going on here. But I mean, God damn, if he doesn't sound like, I mean, it's crazy the way this thing builds from, like, right. a really moody kind of synthy, lush ballad to, like, an explosion of feeling, right. I think.
2: And, and I think it's, I think Prince's role in all of this, like, vocally is such a critical part of the song's yeah. success. Because, I mean, honestly, some, like, the song, especially the ballad part in the in the beginning sounds very, it sounds very 80s to me. You know, like, that little ding, right. ding, ding, ding. Sounds like a very, potentially, like, boring 80s song. But, like... Prince just like takes it in a totally unique direction to where no longer am I like feeling like I'm stuck in the '80s. You know, I, I I'm taking him far away into a different world. You know what I mean? Like most artists just don't do that. They play it safe. They stick to that ding ding ding, ding and would probably like repeat it over and over again. And the song would end. Right, you know, right, like right. who would ever mm-hmm. think that he I would know. break it down and, and start screaming at you? You know, just really like kind of bearing all. And I don't know. This the song still remains my my favorite Prince track.
1: Yeah, well, just real quick before we move on, why, what, like, why is nothing that Prince does corny? It doesn't feel like a lot of what it, he it does should should be. should be corny. It should be absolutely should. I think it's because he just sells it so well.
0: Like if you, if you just believe, you know, like, <laughs> you know, how like some people can can wear like a silly outfit and like, hey, you know, they just own it and and it works. That's like Prince's entire right. life. Like Prince. Yeah, is, he's he yeah. is like a silly outfit, but right. I mean he just, especially I mean we talked about he's like this tiny little guy and stuff. Like it would be very easy for him to just end up in the you know what is this character doing? But I mean you just believe him. You you believe that what he's doing is the coolest shit that's ever happened. And I know right? you know. And I think
2: I think that's part of the reason why you know like Dave Chappelle's like skit on Prince is so funny because you have this like in the back of your mind you're just like this I mean this is such a perfect you know impression of Prince because yeah. you really think that, that that's how Prince really would be. Yeah, he would be like serving pancakes after a basketball match, you know, at his I house. Know. Like that's makes perfect
1: sense in uh, Prince's world. Oh my God. All right. Uh we'll move on. Track four, Computer Blue, which is like a real fan favorite. And in fact, um a little bit of history about it that I was reading is, you know, it was actually like a 14 minute Thing like this yeah. massive suite, and uh, that's been like bootlegged but in poor quality for a long time. But it's like this legendary fan thing. And for this release, one of the bonus tracks is like the first official release of for some reason, not the 14 minute, but like one edit after that, where he brought it down to like 12, which I guess is disappointing to some people. Um, he then brought it down to seven minutes. And then decided at the last minute to bring, to add Take Me With You to the album, uh, which was originally going to be for, like, that Apollonia 6 project. Mm-hmm. Um, and when he added that, it, like, made the two sides, like, have awkward length. So he cut it down to four minutes. So we have a 14-minute, like, magnum opus that is, like, a fan favorite. Cut down to four. Why is it still so fucking awesome?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it, again, it it's, like it's nuts. It it really shouldn't be, you know, Uh, because uh, listening uh, to the deluxe uh, side of, of this album was the first time I had ever heard the like longer, you know, 12 minute version Mm. or whatever. Uh, And it's like still really good, you know, like you feel like either, (laughs) either the only the four minute version is going to be good or the four minute version is going to sound like, uh, you know, a crappy chopped up version of the, you know, 14 or whatever, but it's like it, It works. I I think it works better on the album being four minutes, but uh, you know the the twelve minutes still good. I don't don't know. Prince just could pull any goddamn thing off.
2: (laughs) I mean, I feel like you can after hearing the twelve minute. I can like really tell in the four minute like where he made the cuts. Yeah, very very obvious now. But um, I mean, I I think that uh, it's cool. It's definitely cool. Don't get me wrong, but it just would never have worked. Even if, if for even if we were in the digital age and sides of a vinyl record didn't matter, right. um, Because like, Purple Rain to me is just so focused and so yeah. I mean, I every know. single song is like seems like it's a single. You know what I mean? So for it, mm-hmm. for it to have kind of it, it it doesn't drag necessarily, but it goes on and on and on and on. You know what I mean? Into that whole right. story thing that he gets into um, <laughs> right. towards the end of it. Uh, it just wouldn't it wouldn't have fit. It would have kind of like no. killed the flow. I think.
1: Yeah, it would have taken some of the thunder away from the last track. I won't spoil what that last song is. We'll get to that <laughs> in a minute. But um, but yeah, that one needs to be the long one. Yeah,
0: it, it it would just be it would it would really kill the flow three tracks in to to stick a, a twelve minute or fourteen minute long song here and really uh, thinking about you know a vinyl record it it really wouldn't even fit uh, well you know you, you can't get right you should stick around 22 ish minutes to a side and that would uh that'd be kind of difficult to do with a 14 right there
1: yeah well theoretically i guess take me with you would have been gone but uh god i was reading. you know he had a couple track lists a couple different track lists for this record and like i just feel like we 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 like averted disaster like it's just it ended up being perfect i'm like so relieved that nothing is different but yeah on that topic um Computer Blue is a good example of how just, I mean, I swear to God, every second of this record is perfect. Like like you sure. said, Darren, he, he cut, you know, just the perfect amount of things out and everything is just like so carefully crafted. Um, you know, like the little uh, sort of the outro, but it's really kind of like the bridge part of the right. song, you know? And in fact, on the bonus disc, we get Father's song. He actually co-wrote that part with his dad, but um, it's like a piano ballad version. Oh, he was like. This is a beautiful piano ballad. I'm gonna turn it into like some like music out of Sonic the Hedgehog right now. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like I mean, it's so fucking good that part, and it just feels like an afterthought. You know what I mean? I know it definitely wasn't because the song and was actually so long, and but I guess then it's it's just one small part of a 14 minute thing. But the fact that like just that little bridge that lasts for like 30 seconds is that amazing. I can't even understand it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask you guys, like, what part of Computer Blue is your favorite? Because it it feels like maybe three, you know, miniature songs in one, I I would say. And I think the outro may be my favorite. Like, I I just love. I I, I love to. I start Computer Blue, like, anticipating
1: that incredible outro. I know. You know? Yeah. It's fucking amazing. And then when the guitars start harmonizing at the end of that part, like, (laughs) oh, I can't fucking take it. Which was like,
2: (laughs) I guess in the extended one, he. I guess he. There was like the solo is just like doubled or something, right? Because like when I first heard it, I was like, "Wait, where's the where's the harmonizing guitar that comes in like a little bit later?" Thank, thank you, Prince, for uh, cutting that (laughs) part.
1: All right, we should move on to uh, "Darling Nikki." This is a big song. I I looked up a lot of background information about all the different songs, so I'll share a little trivia. Um, Apparently, this was the song the Tipper Gore she found her daughter singing along to this of course it talks about masturbation and stuff she was so mortified she started the uh, campaign to get parental advisory stickers put on albums. pmrc thanks a lot prince yep (laughs) and um so yeah this is the dirty one on the album uh can we describe the sound of the song yeah it's the dirty one this is the song that always makes me like
0: wonder why prince actually is so famous like it's it's like somebody singing songs like this, uh, you know, shouldn't be somebody that's so ubiquitous that like, like our, our grandmas know who Prince is, you know? Uh, <laughs> know. and that, that's always like so, uh, weird to me that, that's, but you know, I mean, I guess he just had like the complete, uh, charisma to, to sell it and, uh, and do it. Like we talked about on, uh, you know, the rest of the record.
2: Yeah. To me, this is the song that sort of allows prince to sort of transcend like sexuality you know mm-hmm. to just be beyond masculine or f- feminine uh, like he's just he's just prince you know what i mean like and this is if anyone ever had a question about that like i would say listen to this song and you know this is prince right here like this is prince 100 percent, you know and in the movie this is probably one of the coolest performances um you know when i is it apollonia i guess in the movie yeah. too yeah so she's like She's done some stuff or whatever, and, and she sh- she shows up at one of his shows, and he's performing the song, and he just goes nuts on stage, which I, I imagine <laughs> that's probably what it would be like to see him live. I mean, he's like humping, and you know, it's just all over <laughs> it is. It's
1: great, it's fantastic. This is a very sexy fucking oh, yeah. song. Okay. Um, yeah. And you know we get the uh we get the like infamous double bass part again. This is one oh, of the songs yeah. <laughs> that Prince plays every instrument on, so he's fucking killing it. Oh really? Bass. Yeah, that's him Showing playing all the those drums. Little heads,
2: how it's yeah done. it is.
0: God, yeah, that's awesome. I, I was gonna say I the the drums on this song are like super rad, <laughs> and uh, I know, and so much so in this uh, new remaster, you know, like you can yeah, really, oh especially that double bass part, you can like actually, I you know, know. hear it. it. It sounds like a like a well-tuned nice drum
1: uh I, but yeah man i didn't know that was prince playing that's that's impressive i know and it, i don't know when the double bass starts coming in for some reason it's like sounds like the audio equivalent of like strobe lights going off i just yeah, can't listen yeah. to this without thinking of like <laughs> that's where strobe lights hit and it's like you know so fucking perfect <laughs> um okay a big one when doves cry? This was like Prince's uh, first number one single. This would, you know, would have came out. It was the first single from the record, and so it would have been like, you know, literally the f- moment that everybody realized Prince was a god. Um, how do we describe the sound of this iconic song? It's very bassy. <laughs> <laughs> so much bass.
2: Um, God, you know, before I describe the song, the describe the song, I do want to say like this was like the first. Prince song I ever remember hearing and also seeing a video of it of him like in the bathtub mm. and everything and him crawling across the floor like I, I will never forget mm. like it's kind of <laughs> always and it's a cool it's a cool video you know and I just remember I don't remember how old I was <laughs> or why I was watching it but right. just being kind of like blown away even as a you know kid just being you know not not changing the channel obviously like kids would do yeah um, and that's again a testament to to Prince's uh power um As far as the sound, I mean, it's actually like a very, uh, just very drum-heavy song, I would say. Very minimal. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So, Yeah, compared to the rest of the album, it's like very interesting how this has very little going on in it. Um, And I've never really paid attention to just how much the drums just kind of drive the entire song, you know?
0: Yeah, this song, you know, you say it's the the first, uh, you know, big selling single from Prince. And, you know, it, it sounds like it. This is like... I, I think this is what people yeah. think of when you think of Prince. Like, it, it's this ballad kind of thing. That's that's kind of ridiculous. Like, what, "When doves cry," you know. Like, who who thinks of uh, you know,
2: know. Uh, of, of, of such a statement? But it's supposed be a, a cheesy, this be cheesy. It should be. It right? should be cheesy. Yeah.
0: It's. It, but "When doves cry" is just such a like Prince uh, sentence. You know, like <laughs> I mean, it, 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 exactly like like Darren said. Like, if anyone except for Prince made a song called When Doves Cry, we would be making fun of it right now.
1: (laughs) And it should be very corny, you know, to just have this whole, like, a dance thing where the singer is just sort of like... Maybe I'm too much like my father. Maybe you're <laughs> too much like my yeah. mother. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's the, it's the and then to describe,
2: corniest thing ever. And to describe like yelling and fighting as, you know, the sound uh, of doves crying. Like, I yeah, know. Yeah.
1: It's unbelievable. <laughs> but it, it like works. It's literally firing on all cylinders. And also, yeah. I, I like a really personal moment with this because like I sort of knew the song. But when I first listened to this record, like I told you, I was really angry at 80s music and I was specifically mad about how shitty it sounded. I was like, why does every 80s record sound so bad? Why do they want it to sound like that? Who wants to listen to music with no bass? And then I get to this song. I'm like, Prince literally didn't put bass in this song. <laughs> what a fucking asshole!
2: <laughs> literally no bass. Decision. He's just like, no, nope. doesn't need any bass. Nope. Like, who would doesn't ever need
1: think bass? That? This is the '80s, baby. We don't need bass. And like, <laughs> I don't know. It's unbelievable. You know, he wrote a bass line or whatever, and just decided it was cooler without it. And it's awesome because it's so minimal that, like, when that when finally, because everything's like percussive, and then when finally mm-hmm. like that you know, synth line comes in right as the song is building and his, you know, his vocals start going crazy, which is like my favorite prince thing ever. Um, it, it has so much power because it's been so minimal. So then just that single synth line coming in sounds like the biggest crescendo. And again, another example of how every second of this record is just perfect. Like, you know, it sounds like he's just sort of ad libbing the shit at the end, mm-hmm. but it's it's iconic anyway. You know, like the and then like the string stuff. Like every second of that, like long outro, is still iconic. even though yeah. it just sounds like off the cuff for some reason,
2: right? And I can't, I, I don't like the radio uh, mix because it no. like, cuts out. Oh my god, a lot of that ending. But um, Treasons. you know, another thing I wanted to mention, like the uh, the backing vocals that he does himself for the yeah. first, you know, part of the song. So so perfect. I mean, just one mm-hmm. of my favorite things about this song in this album, and like the decision to not include his female vocalists who are in the band, you know, like, I know. Just Yeah. Just the, how could he have known that it was just the right decision? It's, it's,
1: <laughs> it's crazy. On this remaster, if you listen real closely, it's amazing. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm hearing, you know, extra princes that I never know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, Some yeah, of same. them are fucking hilarious. <laughs> like the way left, like way in the background. <laughs> and you can just hear him like fucking like squealing and stuff. Like it's, it's so good. Yeah, th- this remaster is like
0: something you you should take the time and uh, you know f- find your your nicest pair of headphones and uh, and, and listen to the whole thing yeah. and just you know not do anything else just just pay attention and and, and find those those little extra princes throughout. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
1: like a good treat. All right, uh, I would die for you, literal you there, um, and a literal four. Uh, <laughs> how would we describe the sound of this one?
2: So. You know, I think this one kind of goes back to a very very synth-heavy, um, electronic kind of sound. Um, to me, yeah. the next two songs here almost serve as just like an introduction into the final song.
1: Um, Ooh, hot take. They, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they,
2: not, not that that should take anything away from them as individual songs, but to me... Like, like it's building to it. Exactly. When yeah, I get I to point point that that the album's like, all right, I'm like ready to get to Purple Rain, you know, and these two songs sort of seem to lead up to that
1: yeah well a little trivia actually all three of these last songs were recorded live and then of course prince did like extensive overdubbing um live at like a single concert in um minneapolis of course and it was actually wendy's first show with the band she was 19 oh Oh, damn (laughs) yeah
2: now does the live do do, like recordings of that actually exist like can somebody
1: get? i don't know i don't think so but um you know it like everybody who was in the band says it was like the greatest show they ever played and uh, you know I believe them yeah that, <laughs> yeah that sounds great i don't i don't remember which of these like three songs
0: but some of them have like clapping and i, I always just thought that was added in it's I,
2: baby i'm a star is it okay yeah
0: I, I always also the very end of purple rain it, yeah yeah it yeah, yeah i always thought that was just you know added in to, to from, from the, the movie. movie yeah i didn't didn't realize <laughs> right. it was actually live that's cool
1: yeah yeah, so I would die for you. You know, yeah, like you said it gets like really lush again, which is awesome because, you know, we've just gone super minimal with When Doves Cry. And right. then like just the way the song starts, you know, is like the lushest intro possible. And then it's just like that awesome. I don't know, like that synth sound, you know, like with like the hi-hats, like the electronic hi-hats like like really fast and the drums are like really slow actually. It's just like boom, k, boom. Like it creates like all this space in the arrangement that is just awesome. But then it's got like I don't know. It's just like the most, it's, it's like a, um, I don't know. It's, it's again, a, a really should be cheesy song. And especially like just the way it's delivered, you know, it's like this, it's, it, you feel like, I don't know. Could you dance to this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You could yeah. This.
0: yeah. I think so. Uh, I think you can probably dance to every Prince song. I think that's a
1: prerequisite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's just weird. It feels like it's in slow motion. The song, just the way it's like, like, I don't know. It trips me out, but I love the arrangement on this. But I guess you're right. It it flows almost directly or literally directly into Baby I'm a Star. So I guess we can uh do the same here. Baby I'm a Star. How do we feel about this? Well, I I mean, you know, the I think the title, like we like we've talked about, like this is Prince
0: deciding that he's a star and, you know, mm-hmm. he he's he's saying it here uh it, as directly as possible. I, I think this is I know. You, you know, um, him coming out and saying I I'm I'm the uh you know the biggest thing right now you know fuck Michael Jackson and uh all that <laughs> uh
2: yeah I think this song kind of like almost is like a reprise of Let's Go Crazy like it, it calls yeah, back right, to that yeah, right. introduction you know and I think it's it's the perfect setup for the dramatic conclusion but uh yeah because we, we go through all these like very personal like relationship kind of songs and everything and then we we, do, we get here and it's just a declaration you know what I mean
1: yeah, and it's like you know he's basically it's it's a, it blows my mind because he's basically like you know proclaiming like you said you know I am a superstar now I just did it you just heard it in yeah. those songs yeah. and we haven't even gotten to Purple Rain yet yeah and he's right yeah yeah exactly he's <laughs> still right that he's he's the greatest ever already and we're not at Purple Rain I just can't get over that but <laughs> you're right it's like a rocker it is a great like hook yeah it just has that quality of like almost a like a victory lap to it. Right. Which right. is awesome because that means he decided he had conquered the world on like track seven. <laughs> Eight is the victory lap and then nine is like the I'm even better than just that. Just like cementing um, right. it in there, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah, it has that quality to it. And um it it's you know, it's just fantastic, fun, adds a beautiful symmetry to the record, you know, qu- kind of playing off of Let's Go Crazy. But then flows uh perfectly into Purple Rain, the big one. So where the hell do we start with this?
0: Yeah, I mean that this this is a song that just you know if if the previous uh, eight tracks didn't didn't show you how great Prince was, <laughs> this one will. I mean it's just like you know it's it's uh, how long is the song? Like uh, eight eight and a half minutes, uh, and it just like builds yeah. and builds and builds, and it, it's just like I mean it's it's just so perfect. You. you it's 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 really just hard hard to even explain. I mean, if if you're listening to this and you've never heard the song "Purple Rain," um, right. go ahead and pause it and 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 listen yeah. to it.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I would almost even though I I mentioned that the beautiful ones my personal favorite. You know, the right. title track here, "Purple Rain," is you know worth the price of admission. Like if you don't if you don't hear anything else yeah. by Prince, like this right. is the one song you should hear. And actually, you know, I would I would put this song up against. Uh, hey jude from the beatles you know right, and it, right the reason why i do that is you guys remember when prince played at the uh the super bowl um however long ago yeah. it was you know yeah, purple yeah. Rain was like the probably the shining moment you know the entire stadium singing it along with him it literally it rained just, yes it, yeah Literally <laughs> i mean it was
1: it this song is it's it's powerful you know i know like brings a whole world together i mean yeah. it's a great song it's like genuinely moving when it has no business being just like all these other potentially corny songs i mean this is like genuinely so moving and like you know i feel like me i knew this song from like parodies of it or something before i actually heard it and then when i actually heard it i was like like you know i feel like weeping or something it's so real (laughs) but um yeah it's got the i mean it's it's this incredible arrangement where like it's just like these very again with like the real psychedelics of this and just you know obviously like the phrase purple rain brings like sort of a psychedelic thing to your mind but just like the you know like woozy guitars and just like the emptiness of the drum beat and everything it's like incredible and then we keep going and again with this thing it just blows me away every time we're like there's not a wasted second on this oh, yeah. record not, no. not even on this eight and a half minute song right where like every part is per is perfect and iconic. Like the like you know, the guitar like dan you know, that's <laughs> iconic and then we get to like the like that's <laughs> yes. iconic. Yes. The string <laughs> outro is iconic. Like yeah. every s- there's not a second wasted and it's right. it's like almost nine perfect minutes. Exactly.
2: Yeah, it's it's the kind of song where you, you get lost in it and you don't realize it's been eight and a half minutes, you know what I mean? Mm. Um and it's a song that you can I'm sure all three of us could just you know recall from memory like very easily the entire song yeah it's know?
0: one of those things how many ha- it, it's one of those things like if you you can just think about it and you can hear you could play the whole yeah. song in your in your head yeah. like perfectly right? I
1: always think about have you seen that meme that's like um, if somebody holds a gun to your head and they say you have to recite all the lyrics of a song and if you mess up at all they'll shoot you <laughs> yeah I, I always think like I just do purple rain it so funny <laughs> Okay. i do all the squeals I like and you, shit i, I like think you pick yeah, a nine minute go. song
0: for that uh situation I, that's that's ballsy, that's <laughs> yeah, ballsy. Yeah. i like that real, yeah. real sweet
1: <laughs> yeah i know yeah, hold, yeah, hold on there's, there's a I'm guitar wait before, before the part. Just, just give it yeah, to yeah i'm gonna be doing the air guitar <laughs> until we get there for sure but uh, okay so in the time that we've been talking about this you i guess you basically could have listened to the album yourself but um final thoughts about the whole record you know any final thoughts I mean it's just uh, again it's it's weird the past 3 weeks you know we've we've talked about
0: 3 of these i know like, perfect records that are just uh juggernauts. you know juggernaut yeah juggernauts of their era you know i mean Sgt Pepper the 60s uh OK Computer the 90s and i mean i think this is the the big one of the 80s yeah
2: i don't know i mean there's not much else to be said i mean this it's such a perfect album it's an album that i can revisit at any time um the remaster is by far the most definitive version like, yes you, you should never oh, yeah. listen to anything else um i i guess i would say before we get into i guess a little bit of bonus stuff like you know the pitchfork review did mention like that purple rain was also recorded live you, you mentioned that too gave and that it was actually originally 12 minutes like um, right right god I, I i just i am a little bit curious uh to know what what some of that sounds like do you, do you guys think that it would like change your thoughts on how the album is or just make you appreciate what we do have yeah i don't think it would like uh, change my opinion it, it it's neat to hear uh, I, I
0: like to hear you know people's like processes like I, I really love those you know bob dylan things they've been doing where they just released every single thing that he recorded you know for an album right uh it's just really cool to hear uh Especially somebody that's, like, such a genius like uh, Prince or Dylan. Like, uh, you know, h- how how did you decide from those 12 minutes what, you know, what, what three minutes needed to go, you know, three and a half minutes needed right. to go, you know? Um, th- That's just super interesting to me.
2: Yeah, this one sounds a lot less, like, edited than, I guess, like, Computer Blue, you know what I mean? Like, I couldn't... Yeah,
1: it's harder I mean, to think yeah, of any right,
2: yeah. point where you would change.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you can... What I suspect is that they just let, like, the feedback drag on for an extra, like, four or five <laughs> minutes because uh, you can kind of, you can hear, like, the piano kind of, like, disappear, like it's fading out or something. But, um, you know, it's, yeah, th- that really leads us nicely into the bonus tracks, which are, like, both fascinating and frustrating because it's clear that there is so much more, you know, out there in the vaults. Um, stuff like that 12 minute edit exists, the 14 minute full version of computer blue. Um, you know, if anybody really, really needs to hear that, um, you know, the whole live show maybe of, uh, uh I'm amazing. assuming yeah. that those three so tracks amazing. were recorded at, um, you know, he was basically recording constantly. So, is it greedy to be like, you know, we got a whole disc of unreleased Prince stuff. Am I being greedy to say, like, why isn't there more? No, I don't I don't think so. I mean, like like I said, uh, you know, the, the
0: whole thing that, that Dylan's been doing the past uh, 10 or so years, you know, I, I hope they do that with Prince. You know, part yeah. of me is a little, you know, because he's, like, dead, so it wasn't, like, his decision. But, you know, I mean, he's dead. Fuck it. Uh, let's hear it.
2: Yeah, no, I I don't think it's greedy at all. I think, you know, unfortunately, it's probably going to be a a situation where they're just going to slowly piecemeal it out to us so that they can maximize profits on it, which is a real shame. I know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I feel like... Because they did this remaster in 2015, and then I genuinely feel like when Prince died, like purple rain was like one of the highest selling albums of 2016. And I genuinely feel like they were just waiting for that to kind of let everyone buy out a little bit and buy it again. And then remaster. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) So they're going to just milk us. We're going to be like yeah. 60 when we hear that. Well, you know,
0: I, it's too bad that the, this came out in the 80s because one of the reasons they are doing those Dylan things is like copyright law. If you don't like use something within ah. whatever, 50, 60 years or whatever, then, you know, the copyright runs out. So they have to release it to hold on to those copyrights. But, uh, you know, I mean, this is, came out in the 80s. So we have, uh, you know, many, many more years before they like have to do something with, yeah. with that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, w- I wish they would just do those kind of sets, you know, uh, just come out and release a, you know, 20 disc, everything that
1: he recorded during. I know. The play- <laughs> and even if you're not gonna, please just hurry up and do the out. Like, don't make me wait till like. Next year to hear "Sign of the no, Times." No, I know. Just like, just release it. You know, I, I, three years from now we hear 1999. I want to. I want you to remaster everything for the love. Of I know God. that was a great thing that the the Beatles did when they when they finally did the the I know. last year. All of it. Yeah, they all came
0: right. out on the same day. And I get you know. I mean, Prince has a lot more albums than than the Beatles and stuff. But at least you know, release. Purple Rain, you know this month. Chunks of them, yeah, and then you know three, four yeah. months later, you know the sign of the times, you know, uh, Dirty Mind, something like. Don't just sit on it, uh, but I, I, I know they're going to, and
1: that's going to suck. I know. All right, maybe we shouldn't be complaining so much because there is some absolute fire on this unreleased disc. I really believe believe that. So the third disc is the singles, and I didn't know the song um, Erotic City which was i guess a minor hit but it was a b-side of uh, let's go crazy i think and yeah. um that is a fire song but as far as the unreleased stuff goes i mean pitchfork's review even says this and i i just kind of felt it the first time i heard it like we can fuck the song <laughs> is unbelievably good
0: yeah it's it's it is, uh, and again, what a, what a prince title! Uh, you know, we can fuck. I, 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 I just wonder, you know, if that song had been released in 1985, uh, how many more people would exist in the world today? <laughs> <laughs> it's a fact. It has to be a fact. Prince uh, saved us from uh, from overpopulation by
1: holding on yeah, to the world. Yeah. Do you have any like favorites on this disc, Darren?
2: Um. Yeah, the one you just mentioned was good. Uh, you know, Wonderful Ass is fun. Oh yeah, um, like Love and Sex. Style. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Love yeah. and Sex is awesome. Yeah. Love and Sex is like a great rocker. Mm-hmm. Um, all of these are are good, you know, but they all obviously pale in comparison. Kind of similar to like when we were talking about OK Computer, like it was very very clear that these uh songs just could not have mm-hmm. fit on the album. Um I agree with that, but
1: like like they wouldn't fit, but I think they are like excellent. Like I think they're yeah
2: like maybe they're they're certainly worthy they're worthy of being on their own album of sorts you know they could have been like a,
0: on a different album like that what you yeah. know the, the yeah. next
2: album could have just been made up of these things yeah
1: in in fact this too plays almost like a record in a weird way yeah the way it like yeah. closes with father song you know this kind of like emotional piano thing I mean it almost like moves in a very listenable way and you know I plan on just. Like listening to this and crying while I wait for these vaults to open the fuck up, like you know, for the foreseeable future.
0: Yeah, I I, I completely um, I agree with you. It 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 plays uh, it plays pretty pretty well, like a record. I mean, I, I hope if Prince didn't set up the uh, sequencing himself. Uh, it, as long as like whoever is taking care of it I, I hope they at least put in the uh the care with the sequencing and everything that it, it, it seems they they did uh, right. with this one unless you know i mean maybe they just got lucky but
1: yeah so any other thoughts or should we uh move on yeah I, one we're forgetting on the
0: uh, on the the b-side spot another lonely christmas is that not what is that not the saddest <laughs> song ever uh that that song <laughs> okay. you know put mount erie to shame i
1: think yeah, it makes the Mount Erie dude look like a little bitch. <laughs> oh, my God. No, no, I'm not even kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, send your hate mail to Gabe. <laughs> <laughs> we
0: get so much hate Metaphoric mail. Metaphoricmusic at com.
1: No, it's great. I mean, it's great. There are a lot of really great gems here. But, again, you could have listened to this whole thing in the time we've been talking about it. So should we move on? Yeah, let's go ahead.
0: Yeah. All right, hope you enjoyed that. We'll be back with you in about two weeks. And at that time, we will have the end of the year wrap-up episode bringing you our favorite records of 2019. So make sure you like and subscribe, all that good stuff. You can email us, popshieldpod at gmail.com, anything you want. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that nonsense. It is Pop Shield Pod, and we'll see you next time.